step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Stepping out of bondage and grabbing hold of God's promise. Circumstances can't stop me, and neither will they block me. Today I feel unmovable. Nothing's impossible. To walk on water, to calm the sea. Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Dawn Marie Alexander Borsico, your host of The Process 319 Unleashed. And I hope that you guys are having like an awesome, awesome afternoon or evening driving home from work. And we're doing something different today. We're doing this in the afternoon versus early in the morning. And Hopefully you'll be blessed by what we have planned for you this morning. But as you know, we're going to open with a word of prayer. We want God to be our honored guest on the show this morning, and we want to pray for you. And after all, you know that we get a do-over today. If you messed up at 12 o'clock at 12.01, 12 and 30 seconds and 5 seconds, once we repent, we can and confess that before the Lord. We are cleansed and made righteous. Oh, my God, it's awesome about the power of the blood of Jesus that we have in the confession, in our relationship with him. Well, let us jump in and ask God to be our honored guest and prepare for the show today. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We bless you this day, this afternoon, this evening, wherever the listeners are. If they're listening on demand, I pray, Father God, that you begin to minister to them, to encourage them in all that they're doing today. If they're going through family struggles or financial or their health is a challenge, I know, Father God, that you are a God that answers prayer. We know according to your word in Matthew that we can just ask and we can receive. We can seek you and we shall find. We can knock and the door will be open. We know that it's all about us believing what you say, believing and having faith and truth in your word that you can do all things for us. We know that all things work together for good to those that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. So we thank you today as you allow me to deliver this that you placed on my heart this afternoon. I pray that it will minister to those listening, to those who are seeking a relationship with you, and to those who already have one, that it will encourage them to go deeper in their intimacy with you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope that you guys are having an absolutely wonderful day. I mean, wow. 
here in California, it's been raining, and today it's been a beautiful, sunshiny day, and it's like we could actually jump out and sing the song. But, you know, it was on my heart uh, when I was thinking about and praying about, you know, Lord, what is it that you want me to talk about? What is it on my heart right now? And I believe that he wanted me to talk about surrender. You know, a lot of times I share with you uh, a lot of things that I've been through that I've walked with you, walked through, and I want to encourage you to walk through. And you know, many times uh, for those of us who kind of grew up in some level of church, we sang the song "I Surrender All," and that's a beautiful song. You know, "I Surrender All," all to um, all to Jesus. I surrender. I surrender all. And it's like, wow. It's easy to sing that song, I Surrender, because usually we're thinking about something that maybe we don't mind giving up or we don't think that there's anything in our life that is worth surrendering. We don't know what God's going to ask for. And we sing that song with just, you know, passion of heart. We belt it out, you know, to the rooftops until or until something you have to be willing to relinquish, something that's dear and, you know, to you. And it's not easy. It's painful. But then I began to think, you know, how do we live this life of surrender? How do we live this surrendered life? And it starts with knowing who we're surrendering to because, you know, surrender is not always good. It's not always positive. You know, surrender is put you in a situation where you're captured, you have to yield, you have to relinquish all of you to another entity, another deity, another person, situation, or circumstance. Surrender comes in a vast uh, array of areas, people, things, emotions, and so forth. So what does it mean to live a surrendered um, life? What does it look like? What are we required to do? Well, the question as believers, living a surrendered life is living a surrendered life to God, not to man, not to people, not to um, uh, the job per se, but ultimately all that we do, we do for Christ. You know, that's, you know, in Colossians it tells us that. The life, the, the life that we're living, we're living for Christ, what we do for Christ. That's the work that we do. And then when we read over in Galatians, and I love, I love this verse in Galatians chapter 2, if you have a chance, go there with me. I'm reading from my new, or relatively new Bible today, guys, my, my uh, ESV but I want you guys to join me in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave him, oh, my God. That is a lot right there. Where do we start? Okay, I'm crucified with Christ. Okay, that's beautiful. But what does that look like in practical application day to day? That means we have to study and know 
who's God? Who's Christ? What character? What promises do I have that would make me want to do that? I mean, if it was easy, Christians would be doing it all over the board. It would be so easy. But we need to understand who we really are surrendering to, who we are laying it all down for. And the first thing that we need to know is God, Christ, this relationship we have with God through Christ. And it's important that we know in Numbers twenty three nineteen that God is not a man that he should lie, nor a man that he should have to repent. So we know that we can trust what God says. We know that we can depend on his word. We want that. If we can't depend on God's word, if we can't depend on the word of God being true, then what do we have? What do we have to focus on? And then knowing that we have that truth, then we need to understand that we can trust the word of God. We can trust. The Bible says in uh, in the epistle of Timothy that we can rightly divide. It is in, uh, the inspired word of God, and we are to study it so that we can show ourselves approved. So we can trust the word of God. We can trust what God says in his word, and that we can rest on. Why? Because when we are in a situation, when we um, are dealing with offense, the Bible tells us that in the book of John, in the gospel of John, that offense is going to come. It's going to happen in our life, but we want to surrender to God in our approach in how we handle it. So what does that look like? We are going to exercise self-control. We're going to allow the fruit of the Spirit to guide and lead us. We're going to seek God for godly wisdom. These help us to live a surrendered life because we're not living surrendered to somebody else. We're living surrendered to God. Remember, we are a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So when we're surrendering to God, we, what, did, what did he say in this passage? He said, it's not I that live anymore. It's Christ that lives in me. The life that I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God. Well, what does the Son of God do? He died for our sins. He died to put us back in the position that Adam lost for us in the garden. He died to give us dominion. He died so that we would no longer be in bondage to sin, in bondage to our old way of doing things. So now we are surrendering. We are submitting ourselves to the law, the authority, the truth of the word of God by which we conduct or comport our life. So I hope that helps and makes makes a little sense. Do that. And we recognize, you know, in, in, in the coaching arena, I always say, and it's the same thing here, it's a choice. In order to surrender, we know who we're surrendering to. We have to trust God. We it. The two are almost nearly synonymous. How can you have one without the other in this case? Because if not, you end up having fear, you have doubt, because you don't know what's going on. You are literally relinquishing 
you know, some of the words that are synonymous with surrender are relinquish, yield, resign. You are abandoning your way of doing things. And you are now becoming surrendered to the promises of God, the words of God. You're surrendered to the obedience of God. That's where we want to be. But what does that bring? What benefits come? You know, it's awesome knowing that we don't have to fight for ourselves. The Bible says that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, number one. And it's whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So now we have the, the, the law of sowing and reaping. We always want to sow to the spirit. We want to sow to the spirit. What does that look like? I want to respond in love. I must sow love. And we're not going to always uh, receive it from where we've sown it. So if you're sowing it on your job to your boss, you may reap it at the grocery store, or you may reap it in your church family or in your natural family. But the goal is to sow. We are surrendering us to the truth of the word of God. Another way of looking at we're surrendering our mindset in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. We can look at that again. It tells us to renew our mind. Do not be conformed to this world, but renew your mind. And what happens when we renew our mind? Let's go over there and look at that. There are some things that occur when we choose to renew our mind with the word of God. So now we're surrendering, we're relinquishing our way of looking at things and looking at God's way. Now, understand the world's way may look good, but God's way is always greater. God's way is always greater. We don't pay evil for evil. So let's look at what we receive here. I appeal you, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So how we live is a form of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may, that by testing you, discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. See, when we surrender our will, when we surrender our way of doing things, we find out what the perfect will of God is. We find out what is good and what is acceptable about our life, about what God wants, about what God desires. When we surrender to what God desires, then we are surrendering to his purpose and plans for our life, trusting what he says in his word. We know in Jeremiah 29 and 11, um, he gives us his promises of what do for us. Let's go ahead and turn there. Let's start for 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And then it says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Surrender 
to God is not about us. It's not about just giving up something. Complete surrender to God is trusting that God knows best. Complete surrender to God is intimacy. You know, God knows those desires that you have for your life in business, in family. And he also knows where you are, and he wants your character to be able to keep you where you're going. He needs to establish certain things, character, qualities in your life. He must prepare you and train you for where he's leading you to go. And sometimes surrender doesn't always feel good. If it felt good, we would all do it. Um, But it's nice. In, In Romans chapter 5, Verses 3, not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering. Let me go back up a verse or two. Let me go to verse 2. Through him we, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has, get, who has been given to us. What, do, what does that look like? Why do I read that? You know, many times when we're going through a situation in life, um, we're asked to surrender. Many times people think that it's a thing. But more times than not, it's an attitude. It's a response. It's a um, a, um, attitude or a response. It's a way of thinking. And God wants to shift that. Or he wants to increase, help us to increase our level of faith. I mean, these are some examples that have happened to me. I've been praying for, uh, let's say, increase on my job whether promotion or financial. And uh, things start going crazy around me. What I've begun to learn to do is ask God, wait a minute, what am I supposed to learn from this? How do I do this? And he'll begin to reveal it to me. So here's a story. I was working a job. And and we have to know that things that sound right to the world don't sound God does it makes God has a whole nother way of doing things. But I was working this job, I was taking the bus every day to work. Driving the job was only literally I mean if it was ten minutes, it was that was probably too long. It was only because of light. And I was struggling but I was grace, but I was struggling to get there on time because I missed the bus, then I was there late, but God gave me grace because he allowed someone to befriend me, and they would pick me up from the bus stop, and I would get to work on time. But there were days that I would get soaking wet, and I would, it was the grace I could tell was just lifting off my life for that position. And I began to say, God, I really believe the grace on this life, on this job is leaving. I'm just not trying to, you know, just, I just don't want to do this anymore. And I ended up losing that job. Now, I lost the job not because I did anything wrong. I did the right thing to the wrong person. The president of the company said, 
anyone that's an employee here must park in the employee parking lot. They can't park in the back. Okay, so I gave that directive to all personnel coming in. But I happened to give it to one person, and they didn't like the response, the answer, and I said, well, sir, you can't park there. He got upset with me, told HR, and needless to say, I was let go. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Well, God bless another job right away. But this now I have to walk. So it didn't make sense to take the bus. So now I'm walking to work every day. And I'm like, God, this, I mean, I said that Grace was leaving, but this doesn't look like what I thought. Fast forwarding, I'm at this job maybe a month. 30 days later, my boss gives me a car. G-I-V-E, gives me a car. All I had to do was pay the registration. Wow. See, when we surrender to God, regardless of how it looks, when we are obedient to the word of God, regardless of how it looks, to the world or to common sense, when we are obedient to the purpose of God, when we submit our heart, our way, our way of thinking to God, He knows best. He had a car waiting for me at a job, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. I said I was, the grace was leaving for taking the bus, Lord, and now I'm walking three, four, five miles home. I'm getting, people are driving past me and spraying water all over me. It's raining for two or three days, and I'm stuck. But I didn't complain. I put on my headphones. It was a decent job. It was an easy job. I would put on my headphones, and that was my time to just talk and commune and pray with the Lord all the way home. I didn't complain. I kept my attitude in a place of, of, of gratefulness, of this place of God knows best. So I hope that helps you to understand how it looks practically. It's not going to always feel good, but we want to get to a place in our life where we can surrender all because it makes us free. The next thing that I want to talk about is it gives us a place of freedom. When we walk surrendered, when we walk in obedience to God, we are free. We don't have to think about the how, the when, the why, the what. We're just Okay, God, we're walking in a level of faith that is completely and total surrendered to God. Everything else becomes a praise because you know that God will not leave you or forsake you. You know that God's word is true. You know that the promises of God's word are true. I'll read another scripture for you. If you can, John chapter 5, I so love the scripture because it really takes out a lot of um, the what ifs and the wonder about what God's will is. Remember, God's word is his will. His promises are his will. It's his will for your life. You know, we don't have to wonder if it's God's will for someone to either A, be healed, to B, you know, become a born-again believer. Now, how everything works out and when, again, God knows, God sees, we can just do what we're supposed to do and know that God does the rest. There's a scripture, 
I'm not mistaken, it's in the Gospels. It says that we plant the seed and God waters. And God knows how to send people with the answers. He knows how to touch the hearts of others to know what is the next thing, is the next thing. God will put laborers in the lives of others because we know that that's his will. But we can pray that. It's not a question. But this is the scripture that I wanted to share with you. 1 John 5, we're starting at verse 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you're eternal, that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. I mean, that is just beautiful to me. It's not spooky. It's not weird. It requires us to know the word of God so that we will know what the promises of God are for believers. John 10, 10, that he came to give us life and life more abundantly, but the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We know in Psalm 37 that he wants to give us the desires of our heart. So it doesn't mean you can't have anything nice but we want to, again, check our motives. The, the book of James says check your motives. Are your motives right? Are you, are you looking for this, this better job, but now you can't serve? Or you, you're not going to have time with your children? Or it's going to cause some other uh, situation that may grieve Holy Spirit? Or are you putting yourself in debt? Or does God see what you don't see that what might happen two months from now, two years from now, three weeks from now? When we surrender to the plans of God, we can lay it before his throne. We can come boldly before the throne of God, and we can be free. I believe God, that it lines up with the word of God, and I know that God wants to give me the desires of my heart, and I know that as I stay in his presence, And I ask God to search my heart and know, is there any wicked way? Is there anything that doesn't line up with Holy Spirit Uh, in the word? Then we're going to know. God will gently nudge you and and direct your prayer in another direction. He'll direct you in another way. But I want to share this with you, which is another one of my favorite, favorite passages He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withered. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciple. When we surrender to God, we walk away with blessings. When we surrender to God, we live in utter freedom because we know that God has our back. We know that God is designed and desires to give us an abundant life. The quicker we learn to surrender to whatever process that God 
through the power of the Holy Spirit and Jesus, we want to align with that process quick. We want to get God's mind on that. We want to respond God's way. We want to be controlled and submitted to the Holy Spirit. And we see that in Galatians. So I encourage you guys to live a life complete, a life of complete surrender to God. It's his purpose. We're living for him. We are his hands, his eyes, and his feet. And he has a purpose and a plan for us in his kingdom. So I hope that encourages you guys today. I know it really blessed me as I was looking at this, as I was walking through this with you this this eve, this afternoon, or this evening, depending on where you are. Hey, stay tuned to Facebook and let and check out when we're going to air next week. If this works out for everyone, then we're going to keep doing this because we want you blessed. We want you to rest in all that God has for you. So I hope you have a great week. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. I love you. And by the way, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, if you've never surrendered your life to Christ, I invite you today, wherever you are, it doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't have to be long. But just ask God. I admit that my current state is a sinner. I repent. I make a 180-degree turn. And I choose to no longer live unsurrendered but to live surrendered to Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. If you did that, the angels are rejoicing, and so am I. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Love you. I can be free to speak to mountains. I can be free just being me. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.